0: Welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful
1: West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, and Interaction Media.
0: Now let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you live from the Interaction Media studio in Morgantown, Welcome to Positively West Virginia. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Today, we're gonna visit with Andrew Rice. Andrew is the owner of Skyforge Metalworks located in Albright, West Virginia. Of course, that's in Preston County, West Virginia. But first, a little about our mission here at Positively West Virginia. Every week, we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. When we first started this podcast project project back in 2017, one of the things we set out to do was to encourage and inspire our listeners with positive business stories from right here in the Mountain State. To date, we've produced more than 200 episodes and Positively West Virginia is now a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can learn more about our mission of promoting small businesses and entrepreneurship in West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. You know, I get to see so many positive things happening in West Virginia business every day that a lot of people never get to hear about, quite frankly. So my team at Interaction Media is now working to change that with this show so that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great business opportunities They're right here in our state. We want to encourage people to stay here and build great companies and organizations right here in West Virginia. All of our guests are people who are actually getting that done day in and day out. And I'm convinced we could all learn from their their experiences and most importantly, their stories. Once again, our guest is Andrew Rice. Andrew is the owner of Skyforge Metalworks in Albright, West Virginia. Andrew, thanks for being on the show today, ma'am.
1: Thank you. Good
0: to be here. Absolutely. I'm excited to have you on the podcast. I just got to know Andrew a little bit right before we got on the call. And I actually, as it turns out, uh, I know his his dad and uh, we worked together years ago. But anyway, Skyforge Metalworks has brought an element of creativity to homes and businesses in the area since 2014. Owner Andrew Rice knew the moment he took his first class in blacksmithing it brought something to his life that was missing before Andrew fell in love with the romance of this uh, age old artistry, the trade of blacksmithing and the story it brings to every home and business. He touches, there aren't many true blacksmiths left in the modern world, but Andrew has managed to balance the age old art with the challenges of the 21st century. I invited Andrew on the show today to talk about his company, to share his story, and to give our audience some valuable insight into the company he owns right here in Preston County, West Virginia. Andrew, take a minute, fill in some uh, some gaps from that very brief intro that I gave, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your company, Skyforge Metalworks.
1: Well, I mean, basically, you know, uh, I, I graduated from WVU with a physics degree, and um there, there really wasn't any work. I was in graduate school and uh, my ex-in-laws bought me a forging class. And the first time I hit the hot steel, it just felt like I had done it another life. So, you know, I went home and my wife at the time, and we decided to uh, start a business. And uh, I mentored under another blacksmith from Kingwood for a little while. And, uh, you know, this, then just kept chugging on my own way.
0: <clears throat> yeah, that's awesome, man. So, first of all, before I, before I d- dig deeper into that, what is the 32nd pitch that you have for Skyforge Metalworks? In other words, what is it you, pe- you tell people that you do, obviously you're a blacksmith, but what do you, when s- people say, what do you do for a living? What do you tell them?
1: Well, I just met a guy at the the steel yard this morning and uh, you know, I'm wearing my shirt and he said, what does Skyforge Metalworks do? And I said, I'm an artist blacksmith. Well, what's that mean? Anything to do with metal. So you know, the the overarching quality of the blacksmith is, you, you know, you're masters of steel. So, and, and that goes through other alloys as well. So people come to me with brass work and chrome, you know, plating. I mean, people just want anything to do with metal. They come to me for something custom.
0: Yeah. That's su- super cool. So, you say you took took a blacksmithing class, and I think that's a, a neat thing. You were just on fire from the moment you, you your hammer struck that piece of steel, right? Talk yeah. a little bit. Of, talk a little bit about how did you get into this class, and and where? Well, first of all, where was the
1: class? Uh, the class was at Arthurdale Heritage in Arthurdale. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, it just it just felt very natural. I mean, you know, forging is a very romantic thing. I mean, you're using Elements to create something, you know, we're we're using the, the iron from the earth and the coal or the or the charcoal or, you know, nowadays we use some propane and natural gas as well in the forges. But, you know, it's like this very primal feeling that you get to create something out of literally almost nothing. Yeah. I mean, the steel just comes in bars and you have to shape it to what you want. Yeah. The only thing you need to do that with is some fire and, and a hammer.
0: Yeah, and a nice anvil, I'm sure.
1: Well, I mean, nice <laughs> anvils are great, but you don't you don't need a nice one to get things done. But
0: yeah, yeah. that's awesome, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, think think of any other profession. I mean, uh, you know, just take a welder for example. You know, they need a welder, they need saws to cut things with, they need X, Y, and Z tools. The blacksmith just needs something to hit on and something to hit with.
0: Yeah. That's super cool. So one of the things I'm always intrigued about watching, and I, I you had a really uh, wonderful video on your website. And we'll talk about your website here a little bit later, but there was a a, a picture, and it was you uh, like striking you know a, a piece of metal that's come out of the forge, and you're just you're you're striking that thing, and sparks are flying, and like it looks like big chunks of metal are flying off. What is that? Is that like ash or is that the actual steel or what? What actually is that?
1: Well, those are like the the hero shots that the uh, <laughs> you know, the videographers want to do, and they did a great job as well. Um, so, what that actually is is that's that's called forge welding or fire welding. So, w- what happens in that process is, you know, we put the the steel or the iron in the fire and heat it to where it's melting, but it's still solid. So you know, there's a certain temperature range there. If you leave it in too long, it'll just puddle up and, you know, just like you're smelting the iron. But if you get it just right, you can use pressure from the hammer and the anvil and forge weld those pieces together.
0: Wow, that's that, cool.
1: All of those sparks and everything that's, that's iron and then slag, you know, impurities that are in between the gaps. And, you know, the pressure is forcing all that out and getting these two molten layers Pushed together to where they combine and stick.
0: So, so it's interesting just listening to you talk about this because you're, you have a degree in physics from the West Virginia university. Yes. It sounds like there's a lot of science behind blacksmithing. And I mean, it just, I mean, that's a, how it comes across. I mean, is that your, uh, is it kind of a neat, to ha- neat thing to have that degree in physics to do the kind of work you're doing? Or is, I mean, it's just talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I, I do teach, um, you know, people often want me to teach, so I try and fill in some some dead spaces with teaching. Um, it's nice to have that knowledge and to be able to tell people this is what is actually happening, but it's not necessary knowledge either. I mean, you know, forging is kind of like this black box, so, you know, we we want to get to a final product, and we have the tools, so then we kind of you know, all I need, all I really need to know with forge welding is if I heat it up to this temperature, if it looks this color, you know, I can forge weld these two pieces together.
0: Absolutely. So talk a little bit about Andrew, your, you know, the apprenticeship that you kind of talked a little bit about, you worked with a a mentor there in, uh, in Preston County, and then what other kind of uh, experience or um, apprenticeships did you have to go through to become a blacksmith?
1: Well, I mean, there's no licensing. Uh, agency to do this I mean there there kind of is but uh, if you're a welder for example and you want to go weld on a bridge you know you need to go get certified to do that we don't have to do any of that stuff I mean what what would you certify yeah so you know I, I mentored under Roger and Kinglid um, for some time and uh, learned what I need to learn to move forward And then once I really dug deep into it, I uh, went and did an artist residency with Albert Paley, uh, a world renowned metal artist up in Rochester, New York. And um, it was there where I really understood that it doesn't, your skills and your knowledge of this craft really don't matter because the techniques and, and all of the stuff that blacksmiths used for years and years and years, you know, we've lost so much of that. Yeah. So you really have to get good at deconstructing things. So you need to, you know, like a railing, for example, I have to draw it first before I can understand how to build it or how to forge it. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of have to work backwards to to get to where you want to be.
0: Yeah. So you talk about railings and it, it, it looks, it appears from your, your website that you do a lot of like custom, uh, you know, steel, iron railings for residential and business works. Talk a little bit about that and that side of your business and how important that is to you.
1: Well, when I started out, I was uh, just going around to stores and selling hooks and coat racks and things like that, you know, uh little household goods.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I was doing trade shows and everything else. And uh, I didn't make any money. So, years went by and I just kept practicing on my skills and and making small items, some furniture here and there and whatnot. And then I got asked to do a railing. Well, I don't like railings. I don't like doing them, but if you're in a metalworking business, you probably should take in business that has to do with metalworking. So, (laughs)
0: Lesson number one.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I still carry that lesson with me today, but, um, you know, I, I just did a railing and, um, you know, I installed that one and it, ju- you know, they just kept coming. Um, so my business really took off in that direction more architectural, ornamental ironwork instead of like bespoke goods or home goods, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Fascinating. Well, yeah, I mean, it's been really tricky. We think about like a railing, you know. And um, like you could you could build something out of like a, like a deck railing, right? It's going to be typically like a two before that you rip and you make some you know make some slats and some you know some rails and and whatnot. But but if you want that that timeless wrought iron look, I'm calling it wrought iron. It's probably the wrong word, but that black you know heavy is going to be there for 200 years. Where do you buy that? You don't go to the big box store and buy that. You have to go to a blacksmith like you, yourself, right? And and kind of have it custom made right
1: yeah i mean you know this the steel comes in 20 foot bars yeah <laughs> I mean, so, you you're know not
0: cutting that with a you know a table saw
1: <laughs> yeah so you literally have to make everything custom i mean there's there's no standard product uh that comes out of my studio um you know you you could go to a fabrication shop in morgantown there's several of them and they'll build you a railing uh, but most of the time you know they're the balusters and, and things like that are ordered from catalogs and they're made overseas and they're just run through machines and they do give you a kind of luck that you might want. And uh, some clients like that, but you know, the clients that I get, they, they want a story behind what they're getting as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk you talk know. a little bit about that. Give us an example of how that, how that works.
1: Well, I'll give you a really good example. So last Two years ago in the winter, I uh, was cold calling people in D.C. and got a hold of a contractor and uh, got to go and look at a restaurant uh, to forge a custom railing. And I got hooked up with this designer um, that had won international awards. And this railing was very intricate and complicated and uh, way above my skill level, and I didn't want to do it. So they asked me for a price while I was there and I just thought I just want to give them a price that uh, if they take it I'll make myself do it if they say no then great I'm out of the job well I gave them a price and they took it and I, I could not understand why they why they agreed to such a high price um, and the designer started explaining to me hey this this railing has to tell a story when someone looks at it so that railings on my site it's the it's the naraya railing and um you know like the story behind it was some you know somewhere in feudal japan years ago there was a farmer that was walking through the woods and just picked up things and made a railing at his house so i started to understand from that job that you know people they may not have enough money to buy like a van gogh and hang in their house but when someone compliments their railing they want to tell them where it came from Wow, you know, so there's kind of like this, you know, as forging as romantic as it is, there's also this thing like this guy in the woods of West Virginia who's a blacksmith, you know, artist made this and came and put it in.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. Now, I mean, from from your perspective as a business owner, as an artist, right, as an artisan blacksmith, I I, I, I believe I'm using those two words you know <laughs> correctly, right? Because I mean, that, your your work is beautiful. Uh, how does that make you feel as a, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur to say, oh yeah, if you want to, you know, if you're in DC, check out this restaurant and go, you know, go check out the railing. I I actually created that.
1: I don't really tell people that too much. I mean, you know, if people are prodding and asking questions, then I'll tell them that, but you know, to me, um, the memories that I have of that railing are not you know, seeing the finished product and being proud of it, the memories are all the lessons that I learned to learn everything I had to do to get it done. Yeah. So that's what keeps me going with the work. You know, I, the challenges, you know, the figuring out how to build these things, figuring out the techniques to forge what I want. Um. So to me like that railing, yeah, it was beautiful after it was done, but as soon as I left the restaurant, it's on to the next one.
0: Right. So
1: you know, the the work has all of me in it. It's it's impossible for the work not to have Andrew Rice inside of it because I did everything. Yeah. So I just let it let it speak for itself.
0: Yeah. So it's it's art, but it's also functional, right? It serves a purpose. It keeps people from falling off their balcony or <laughs> being able yeah, to get I mean, safely and everything like that too. Andrew, what would you say is the thing that you're most excited about for your company Skyforge Metalworks right now.
1: Um, you know, the I've really been liking that the work's been coming in without me having to market. Mm. You know, after seven years of marketing, you know, that's that's been a really huge change. That I mean, just when I was emailing you before the show, I got an email from another designer for some tables and I quoted it out right before we started. Yeah. So, you know, this this unsoliciting is something new, and I, I just hope it continues.
0: Yeah, well, I think in in any stage of a business, you you hit that point, you know, where and some some it's sooner, you know, rather than later. Some others it takes years and years and years. And and it sounds like you're at that at that point where it's it's a critical point where you're you're getting, you have a reputation now and you, and you're known, right. Your people know who Andrew Rice is and who sky, sky forge metalworks is. And, and that makes it easier. It's not so much the grind of like, where's my next you know job coming from, but you're starting to get that reputation that almost that inbound uh, referral and, and other sources coming in.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean the, the mentality that I have um, since, you know, since I didn't, hardly make any money for years at it um, is you're always one job away. So you're either one job away from being rich or you're one job away from, you know, having to fast because you can't <laughs> afford food.
0: Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. What's the geographic area that you serve, Andrew? In other words, where, where are your customers coming from?
1: So I've done work from Maine to Florida um, so primarily the East Coast, you know, ninety percent of my work comes from the D.C. metro area,
0: really, uh,
1: you know, surrounding Virginia and Maryland areas. There, um, yeah. And as for classes, I've had people travel from Louisiana and Colorado, and they come up and you know they run a hotel room and stay for a couple of days.
0: Really, and you and you teach them the art of blacksmithing. Yes. Super cool. Super cool. Uh, so. I want to ask you, um, I always ask every every guest on this show uh, to talk about your best moment that you've been uh, since you've had, you know, since you've had your company in 2014. What's your best business moment?
1: Well, my, my best moment was really that Nara Yaw railing um, because, you know, I asked for a price that didn't just include labor, it included my knowledge and, you know, what what we like to call artistic license. Yes, so, you know, and it's it's a really good feeling when uh, you get paid that kind of money. However, what a lot of people don't think about is what that kind of money entails. So, you know, that job was extremely stressful and everything else under the sun. I mean, it was a really bad job to be on. Um, but we got it done. How long did that project take you? I mean, with the delays and everything else, it it took over a year.
0: Wow. That's you incredible.
1: know the, the actual build was about 30 days Wow. So you know so while it was big dollars, you know over a year those big dollars don't amount to very much when it comes to your income.
0: Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. So if you could, uh, I'm gonna f- flip the switch on you on this one and ask about your worst business moment. Take us to that place of your worst business moment so far since 2014.
1: You know, my worst business moment was probably um, when I got divorced. Um, I wasn't making any money. I wasn't contributing to the family at all. Mm. And um, I didn't think I was being lazy about it. You know, I I had an attitude that if you just work hard and you just keep going, that that things will come come to fruition. And I mean, they did. But, uh, you know, when I got divorced, I, I quit the business for about a month. And then I just decided, look, everything's set up. Like if you're going to do this, you just need to do it. Hmm. And that switch in your mind, when you fully commit, no matter what, you know. I, I mean, I didn't have any income, and I had I had all these bills to pay now. So hmm. when you fully commit that you're gonna you're gonna do it, or you're gonna just be homeless. I mean, it's. It really changes changes the direction of your business.
0: It was definitely a, a sink or swim moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, since it's my profession, you know, you're you're holding yourself to the flames.
0: Yeah. Literally. In the forge. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I I wanted to, first of all, I appreciate you sharing that. That's a very personal experience. And I appreciate that and and that takeaway that you, you gave. And Andrew, I want to take a second just to mention the sponsors that we have for Positively West Virginia, and they include the State Journal wvnews.com and Interaction Media. The support we receive from these West Virginia companies allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Our guest today once again is Andrew Rice. Andrew is the owner of Skyforge Metalworks and he's based in Albright, West Virginia. He's a West Virginia young man born in, in, and raised over in Brewston, uh, Brewston Mills west virginia and preston county andrew i've been enjoying our conversation so far and it, i'm just really uh, thrilled to have you on the show today talk a little bit about what the vision is for your company long term where do you see this going
1: um well that's that's really difficult i mean i i'm not sure you know right right now the current goal um with with frank's help over at forge business solution is uh opening up another shop so you know, if ninety percent of your work is coming from three and a half hours away, you know it kind of makes sense to open up a, a satellite shop. But the difficult part is is finding people who have the drive to do it. So, You're talking you know, about like em-
0: like employees, basically, to grow.
1: Yeah, I need somebody else like me at that shop full time. You know, yeah. I can't I can't be here and be there. So, you know the. The logistics and and money and all of this, you know, getting a loan or X, Y, and Z, those are all problems that are really easily solved. But getting someone that you can trust who's going to give the same kind of customer service and deal with the headaches and and all of that and still be a trooper and move through it, you know, those people are difficult to find.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, Andrew, I want to, I want to take a, a few few more seconds to because I I was thinking about just listening to what you're talking about in terms of the labor of this. When you do like a, a railing or a, a big ornate gate or something of that nature, when you do this work, do you do you? install it also, do you, in other words, you have to, you fabricate it, you create the concept, you draw it out, you use your your physics degree and all these different things and your experience and your training and the artisanal uh, license, artistic license uh, that you talked about. Now, do you go on site and do you weld these things up? How, how does that all work?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, basically the process is I, somebody wants a railing done, so I drive to their house and, uh, or the restaurant or business, whatever, mm-hmm. measure it roughly, give them a rough quote. If they agree to it, I go back and take very detailed measurements. I draw it up in 3D. Mm-hmm. Uh, they approve it. I build it. And then I schedule for install. Wow. So you don't just have to know how to do everything in your studio to get the job done. I mean, you have to know how to get it done safely and right and, you know, to be long lasting on site as well.
0: Yeah. That's that's incredible. So, um, I guess you know f- you're you're a guy who grew up in West Virginia, Brewston Mills. You went to WVU, got a degree in physics. You started your own company. Now, did you go? Did you go to? uh, In other words, did you start this company right out of school, or did you work another job, or did you have another career path?
1: I used to be a um, industrial electrician, working in the mines a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. That kind of just got boring. So, I mean, yeah, pretty much I was in graduate school and uh, we had a little girl and uh, I just, you know, I just decided that I needed to work to make money for the family and there wasn't really anything that was jumping out. So, you know, we just said, Hey, let's give this three years and run with it. Yeah. So that's what we did.
0: So you kind of created your own path. And uh, I I think that's, an incredible thing, because you know one of the things that we talk about on Positively West Virginia since 2017 is we want to encourage people just like yourself, born and raised here, to stay here in West Virginia, right? And uh, you know, can you can you build a company, a sustainable company, right here, even if it is a one-person shop, like an artisanal? Um, blacksmith shop like you're like you're doing and building these amazing products uh, and, and having customers all over the east coast. I think that's an incredible story right there in itself. I think that's awesome. And my hat's off to you. I would like to know from your perspective, what's one piece of advice you would give to young people out there who might be listening to this saying, you know, I I, I would like to get a job in the trades potentially because blacksmithing is a trade. It's an ancient trade, but it's a trade nonetheless. I want to get a job in the trades. Maybe I go to get a degree, but I really want to work with my hands. I want to be an artist. I want to do something where I can just own my own job and just have my own company. What's one piece of advice you would give them?
1: Just keep moving. I mean, you don't, uh, you don't have to have a, you know, a good education to start out. I mean, you just have to have the drive that you just keep moving. You know, at any point in time, if I stop, you know, things stop with it. You have to, I think life will will bring things to you as long as you work on yourself uh, to make yourself a better person. You know, people want to be around happy people. People want to be around nice people, kind people, people that treat them right. They really want to do business with people that treat them right. Yeah. So if you work on yourself first and make that commitment. And then you just keep moving. You know, there's with my business, there's no blueprint. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I, I tried, I tried companies. There's no blueprint to market. There's no blueprint of how to quote it. There's none of this stuff. So, you know, find something that you're at least 90% passionate about because the passion is going to go away once you have to start dealing with people. Yeah. So you just, you just keep the momentum going. You just keep moving.
0: Yeah. What's one thing that you do every day that you think contributes to your success?
1: Um the first thing I do when I wake up at 4:30 in the morning is I work out. You know, and then, you know, I make sure that my day is like secure, you know, I have I have the food that I want to eat for that day. I get I get work with my body in. Um I journal in the morning to get stress off my mind. Yeah. You know, you want to for me, you know, taking care of myself first is really key. You can't you can't take care of the business. It's like a kid. You can't yeah. take care of it if you're not taking care of yourself. Yeah. I can't take care of clients if I'm not taking care of myself. So, you know, just doing these more personal things, you know people people just naturally want to they gravitate towards you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's good stuff. I appreciate your your perspective on that uh, as well. Andrew, what's what's one book or even a podcast that you would recommend for aspiring uh, entrepreneurs or business owners?
1: Oh, that's uh, easy. You should uh, you should write your own book. And you should you should do your own podcast. You know you should you know when people ask you should tell them what you're doing. Yeah. You know right. and um, you know you you really should just write your own book. You know you should you should write every day and figure out what problems you're having and you know in a month you can go back through and read through those problems you you mm-hmm. have to find a way to track progress so good you, you can't take data from an experiment if you don't write it down yeah so you know of course you could listen to positively west virginia <laughs> but but you know people people want to know yeah
0: yeah that's good stuff you know it's uh it reminds me you you're talking about what you just said there about writing it down, write your own book. You talked about your own journaling habit of doing that each day, and uh, it reminds me of a story of a a, a person who gave a uh, another person a a gift, and it was a book, and it was called the uh, the best book ever written. It was the title of the book, and you opened it up; it was just blank pages, and it was a journal. Right. Yeah. And so uh, that's that's really cool insight, and I appreciate you uh, you sharing that with us. Andrew, I want to I give you an opportunity to talk. Uh, you know, Obviously, we've covered a lot in this interview in a, in a half an hour. Uh, I w- I'm curious to know if, if there's anything else you think our listeners should know about you or your story.
1: I mean, you know, I'm just here getting after it every day. I mean, you know, if, if someone wants to, uh, you know, I do vet students who want to take classes. Um, you know, people my my time I really respect my time so I think I think more people need to do more of that yeah so you know I, I think just exactly what I said you know you just got to get up and you just got to keep moving so that's that's what I'm doing you know um, tomorrow if 90% of my work is furniture well I work with metal and if there's metal in the furniture Andrew's going to do it so we just keep moving forward with whatever, you know, any opportunity we, we go through the door.
0: Yeah. That's super cool, man. Andrew, I want to, as we close out our time here, I want to, I want you to give it, give yourself an opportunity to promote uh, how uh, our listeners can learn more about Skyforge metalworks and perhaps even get in contact with you for those classes or maybe some advice.
1: Yeah, well, the best way to do any of that is through the contact page on my website, skyforgemetalworks.com, and uh, that's about it. You know, you can get on there and read about me, and watch the video, and you know, see a lot of the railings that I've done, and yeah, and email me with any questions or you know anything really.
0: Yeah, I, I love that, and I'm going to encourage folks to check out the gallery section. I mean, you have, I mean, you just do some amazing metalwork it's incredible it's it's uh, very uh you you are a person of many talents i can tell right just from the, the vision and the execution and the, the way you can you know re- literally take a piece of, of a 20-foot bar of steel and make it into some of the artwork that you're doing and these ra- custom railings and other other things that you're doing i think it's awesome thank you yes sir andrew uh As we close out, I just want to say it's been a real honor to get to get to know you. Uh, As I mentioned in the intro there, I I, have I I used to work with your dad. And it was kind of neat just uh, (laughs) as we were preparing to get on the air here to learn that that fact. And uh, obviously he's raised uh, him. He and your mom have raised an amazing young man. Uh, I think um, what you're doing is fantastic with Skyforge Metalworks and your uh, blacksmithing and keeping this. Uh, almost this lost art alive here in West Virginia. I think blacksmithing is a very cool thing and I just want to encourage you to keep up the great work, man.
1: I will be after it for sure.
0: All right. There's no doubt in my mind. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the state journal, wvnews.com and interaction media. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies in people doing amazing things all across the mountain state, just like my friend Andrew Rice of Sky Forge Metalworks in Albright, West Virginia. Our hope is that we, in some way, equipped you and inspired you with his business story. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com, and we appreciate all of your comments and encouragement, the reviews that you guys leave us on iTunes and all the other podcast platforms are great and we really appreciate that as well and of course we encourage you to share these stories on your social media channels as well and be sure to check out our weekly show the small business mastermind presented by positively west virginia every friday from 11 a.m to noon where we bring a panel of business experts from around the state of west virginia To help small business leaders win, Positively West Virginia is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can learn more about our mission of advancing small business and entrepreneurship in West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia.